All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, August 16th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, on Monday afternoons, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host on Monday and Tuesdays, Mr. Big Marcel. What's going on, man? How's it going? How's your weekend? Uh, weekend was okay, man. Uh, I have to go back to work tomorrow, so I'm not, uh, not that happy with that. I, I, I don't have anything against my work, but it's great to have some time off, you know, but um yeah, for, for all, all the other things, all good. How about you, man? How was your first week as a dad? Yeah, it's actually going? almost tomorrow's two weeks, which is crazy. Yeah. Right? Like, it's it's been going by fast. It's been really good, man. Thanks for asking. I uh, It's like my life feels more complete now, honestly. It's like I have, like, something else to, like, uh, be motivated about, which is good. You know what I mean? So it's great, man. Now she's, like, uh, opening her eyes a little bit more and stuff, too, which is awesome, Marcel. So uh so soon she'll be able to see that giant teddy bear that her uncle uh big marcel bought her the giant the big teddy bear from big marcel i appreciate that but uh, no it's been good man like and it's just like it makes the whole family happy you know what i mean like my family's like my parents are happy her parents are happy. you know what i mean like it's a, it's a baby right so it's good yeah but otherwise man like i i, I kind of relaxed I, I did catch up a, a little bit of the mma i didn't watch the whole cards but i caught up on um, them afterwards it was nice to have a weekend off of ufc i did miss it on saturday i'll be honest with you i did miss it but it, it is nice to have a week off once in a while too, just to recharge the batteries and stuff. So, what do you think? Did you miss it on Saturday or no? I mean, definitely for you right now as well, with with, with your uh, with, with your daughter being born like two weeks ago. I mean, it's awesome to have have a UFC week off for you. So, uh, for me, I, I did watch CFFC and uh, I did watch uh, that serious MMA where uh, Ryan Burgos, uh, the brother of Shane, had the second fight. Amateur yeah. fight. So did he win? He won, right? Yeah, he won. There was something he won via guillotine choke, and uh, after the fight, somebody climbed uh, on the climbed to, to the cage and uh, wanted to say something to him, not so friendly. But Ryan didn't really care. He walked away. But at the same moment, he was pointing at his family, and his family was like in the first row. So uh, the dude was like talking shit and all, and the family went after him. And then you saw Shane hopping to the guy as well, and then the security kept the guy away. So. Probably did the guy a favor there. <laughs> That's interesting. Jamie, hey guys, congrats on the kid Adam. Thanks so much, Jamie. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy two weeks, but like I said, it's it's great. I honestly you know, Marcel, it's, it's like I, I can't remember what it was like not having a kid now. You know what I mean? It's like I'm used to it mm -hmm. already. So it's gonna be a crazy adventure. Anyways, we got a lot of MMA to talk about today. So yeah. we'll uh we'll be recapping, like I said, the events on the weekend and we'll talk about like some fight announcements, some news and stuff. The breakdown for UFC Vegas 34 is tomorrow. That's tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. So I know people are going to probably ask us who we're picking in the main event. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow. We're not giving out any picks for that card until tomorrow. Right, Marcel? That's the deal, okay? But we can talk about anything else today, okay? Including Bellator 264. I think we should start there. So, I mean, I think we both called it. We both said Gager Musashi is going to finish this fight, Marcel. I, had, I felt pretty confident he was going to win. I felt like he was going to finish John Salter, who's a good fighter. And he was controlling Musashi a little bit of the grappling in the early going of the fight, Marcel. But... The further the fight went on, he definitely got tired. Musasi, once he got in top land, the nasty ground and pound. You know, Musasi is a very underrated uh, finisher from top position, like with the ground and pound. Um, the fight with Thiago Santos, which is brutal. I want to say it was maybe Uriah Hall, the second one. And obviously Rory McDonald, too. Like, if he gets on top of you, Marcel, like, you're in trouble against this guy. So John Salter found that out in the hard way by getting stopped in the third round. Any thoughts on Gagard Musasi's performance here? 
fight went pretty much like like I told you, man. It's like Gegard's only weakness in this game is his takedown defense, and he got taken down in mm -hmm. the first round, and he had trouble getting up. But Salter didn't do a lot there. But you saw uh, as longer the fight went, and you saw that against Costello Vincennes as well with Salter back then. Salter gets tired, you know. And the moment Salter got tired, he couldn't take Musashi down anymore, and Musashi knew it was his fight, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing with Musashi, man. Um, Musashi has good cardio, you know, and he can take over. But the problem with Musashi is with, for example, with a guy with Lovato, Lovato will keep coming. I will try to keep you to get you down for five rounds. If you don't finish him, he will get a takedown almost every round, you know. So and Musashi gives away too easy those takedowns. But besides that, that's his only weak point, I think, in this game because he has a good ground game. He has a good, uh, phenomenal stand-up game. Yeah. Uh, very complete fighter overall. So it will be very tough for somebody to, to take his belt. I think again if he loses his belt it will be to a wrestler again yeah well i mean we'll talk about austin vader for one yeah. second i just want to say like i you know i think musashi really is one of the best fighters ever i really do think mm -hmm. that you know he's fought for so many different organizations pride strike force ufc dream um now bellator obviously cage so, warriors. yeah cage warriors too I mean, he's fought in all the big promotions like it's it's pretty nuts right m1 is another one bodog fight it's incredible, actually. Like, <laughs> too hot to handle. That's a that's an old promotion in Netherlands. So Netherlands, yeah, I'm just looking. Yeah. At it. It's just amazing. Like, I mean, I remember him from Pride too, because I, I I watched the DVDs back in the day and stuff. Um, and also from Dream, because I used to have HDNet back in the day. HDNet was great for MMA. It was awesome, and I used to play all of his fights in Dream. So that's kind of when I became a big fan of him. Always been a fan of the guy. Now he's fighting Austin Vanderford, who's a wrestler. That's why I was going to ask you. Do you think Vanderford has a chance in this fight? I'm asking for a prediction, but. I'm, I'm assuming Musashi is going to be a pretty heavy favorite in the fight, I would assume. The thing is, Vandal Ford best win is against Fabian Edwards, I think, you know, and Fabian Edwards is a guy who is, uh, is kind of, for me, the opposite of his brother, man. He, Fabian Edwards is really a, a stand, more a stand-up guy, and Leon can wrestle heavy as well, you know, and the thing is, for Austin, it was pretty, listen, man, we both called it that Austin would take him down and probably will win the win the fight by decision. With Musashi, it's five rounds. Listen, mm -hmm. if Austin can keep him down and get him down, he has a chance. But if he can't do that for five rounds, he will probably be in trouble, you know? And uh, I, I still think Van der Voort is a great, great prospect, a, a very good fighter. And I think, like I said, after the fight with Musashi, when it gets on, I actually love the fight, man, because Austin gets his chance, you know? And Musashi can show that, that his wrestling is getting better the whole the whole yeah. time still, you know? And the thing is, I, I still think Austin doesn't get the credits he deserves. Does it? People still, people yeah. still call him Mr. Van Zandt. Uh, and listen, man, it was fun when he wasn't uh, a top-level fighter yet, you know, but he is actually a, a, a better fighter than Paige ever was, in my opinion, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. i got to give the guy credit, man, you know? I think Vanderford's pretty good, man, for sure. Yeah. He's undefeated. He really should be in the UFC. We talked about this before. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I still don't know why he, he didn't get signed. It's really bizarre. I but, still think it's because of the thing with Paige, knowing she was probably going to leave. You know, they, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, that's what I think it's all but, about. But, but, but how, how stupid is that, man? You, yeah. you, you really, and and it happens often, man. I mean, we yeah. can talk about. We're gonna talk about matchups as well later on the show. We can talk about it because there is a matchup announced this week. A guy signed four and two or three and one or whatever, and we know why. And it <laughs> we'll, just doesn't make we'll sense. About it. Yeah, I know yeah. the fight you're talking about. We'll talk about that, anyways. Let's talk about some other fights in this card. Um, Co-main event, Andre Korskov. I mean, did what he expected to do against Sabah Masi. Didn't finish the fight, but still won a decision. Um, 
I don't know, like how far away do you think he's, he's he is from getting another title shot? He's obviously a former champ. He does have a win over Lima back in the day. Uh, I mean, he, he did have his last fight in Russia. He comes back to Belgium, gets a win now. Marcel, what do you think, man? He knocks out Homasi in the first round. He's totally back. He wins a decision over Homasi. He will have to fight some more, you know, and he's not yeah. even in the rankings at this moment. So he will definitely be back in the rankings with this win, I think. But he didn't. He he didn't show something that we are like wow you know he, yeah. he's back he, he he clearly won the fight in my opinion but it wasn't like uh, it wasn't the wow factor you know the wow factor was the yeah. fight before yeah no I agree I agree I think it'll what you think it's just going to be the winner of MVP and uh, and Lima too you think that or am I forgetting oh Jason Jackson would be the other guy right he's the other welterweight contender uh, I guess. Right now, I th I think Jason Jackson should be next. To be honest, man, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know what Bellator wants with Jason Jackson at this moment. But I think he should be next. He won against Paul Daly last yep. time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Why not, man? He, he also uh, Neiman Gracie, right? Before yep. that. So, yeah. Why not? What what what's what's the holdup with that? I don't know. I agree. Let me get these comments from you guys. Ryan says Austin's a great wrestler. Striking seems limited. I think he'll be danger on the feet. No doubt. I mean. I sure. think any anyone fighting Musasi in the stand-up is in big trouble. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I know that Ryan Hall knocked him out, but there was kind of a fluky win in the first one. You know, it was pretty fluky, to be honest here. I mean, the guy's got really good just defense on the feet. That's the only time he's ever been finished with strikes, too. That's crazy. Eh? That was I, – I still remember that fight. I couldn't believe that happened. That was unreal. He, he you know? pretty much won the first round 10-8. Yeah, and I just kept flying knee. It was crazy. He went was, for he went kind of for a takedown, right? And then yeah. Uriah did that. Uh, yeah, Jumping yeah. knee, and then he, and he finished yeah. him off. It was unbelievable. Great finish. Uh, Jamie says uh, – <laughs> look at this. I love the picture. It's uh, Hasbula. Martin said, no, coming dominate UFC Walter division. Now, we'll talk about him in a bit. I mean, listen, I – again, I don't – Think you could just base fighters off of records, but at the same time, that guy's 500s in the UFC probably didn't deserve it. It's like when Marcos Mariano got in, that guy was Anderson Silva's friend. It was very similar. It's, I mean, to me it's I the mean, same thing. No disrespect to the guy, but if you <laughs> haven't, uh, if you haven't fought for four years and you haven't won for seven years or something, I mean, he does have a submission win over Jeff Neal on his record, but there's the only guy. Yeah. Jeff Neal. I'm just, I, mean, I, I don't think the guy should be in the UFC. Anyways, we'll talk about that fight later. Um, so. This was an upset here. Rafael Stotts defeating Magomed Magomedov. And we both said the odds should have been closer, but we did both pick Magomedov. So I'm not going to go and say, like, I'm a genius predicting the upset. I thought the odds were a little bit wide because Rafael Stotts is good and he matched up well. There was one guy in the chat last week, Zach, I think. He said he – I think he made some money on Stotts. So that, that's nice to see. Um, yeah, Marcel, he, he, he won the fight. You think he gets a title shot? Like, what do you think they're going to do? Because they, they're talking about a tournament now, 135. So what do you think is going to happen here? I was kind of disappointed, man, with, with what Stott said afterwards, man. He, he was kind of, in my opinion, he was backtracking and fighting his teammate Sergio Pettis with let's do the bantamweight tournament. I was like, dude, you are now in in the spot to ask for a title shot because it's a clear number one contender to me. And then you want to do a bantamweight tournament for 16 people, for example. I, you can lose in that tournament. You're not the title holder. You're not the champion. You know what I mean? So that would mean, for example, that he maybe can fight Sergio Pettis. And let's say if it went so far in the final, that means he got to beat three other guys before. And maybe he can rematch Magomedov. And then he maybe loses to Magomedov. So it yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, for me as a fan, I would love to see a bantamweight grind. Prix, don't get me wrong but for him to say let's do a bantamweight grand prix and let's see that's just weird to me you know if you don't want to fight your teammate okay i can understand that before a title yeah I'm, I'm with you i mean that's the one time that i think a lot of fighters have said well i'll fight my teammate if it's for a belt 
a lot of guys, American top team fighters, you know, guys that TriStar in the past. I, um, I know, for for example, Ficente Luke and Gilbert Burns. Yeah, they said. Uh, yeah, but they, uh, the, the coach, Henry Hooft, had uh, recently had an interview on uh, with, with uh, Dennis Corman, which is a Dutch guy. And uh, he told them if they have to fight for a title, they will fight mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. So, yeah, they're best. They're literally best friends, I think. And, yeah. Like, I think they're like, uh, I want to say like Luke's like or Bert, one of the two is like the godfather of one of their daughters if I'm not mistaken like they're very close friends. Yeah, very uh, close. And friends both too. amazing fighters too. All right, uh this guy Everett Cummings Marcel gets destroyed in about 21 seconds here against David Franklin. I think we both saw that one coming. This guy Cummings yeah. he had this 15-0 record. Me and Marcel never heard of this guy. No one's ever heard of this guy. Where they find this guy? And he gets dropped in 21 seconds. I mean, do you, does this guy even get invited back to Dolph? I don't think so, eh? Nah, me neither, man. But we pretty much saw this one coming, man. Davion Franklin is a the guy they want to build, and this yeah. is, he's a talented guy. Yeah. And Everett Cummings, listen, man, there's something really weird if you're 50 and I know in the heavyweight division and nobody has heard <laughs> about you. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe I saw his name one time, but never uh, thought about him, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a pretty no disrespect to the dude, but it pretty much shows why nobody has heard about, about it. We, us two, didn't heard about him, yeah, so, no, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Um, now here's another upset. Kad uh, Kazi Murat Bestaev defeats Ty Porter. So there's some controversy here. A lot of people thought it was a 10-8 round, I think, in the first round. Could have been a draw. Ends up being a unanimous decision for Bestaev. And I don't know if you saw his post-fight interview, Marcel, or his comments. He said he's like, I he's like, I can't remember what happened in the fight because it just happened, but like he's like, I don't think I won the fight. He's like, I think it was a draw at best. He's like, I don't think I won the fight. So the guy beside is saying he didn't think he won the fight. A lot of people had Gorder in their parlays. They lost. They're pissed about this. What do you think? I think I had Gorder winning this one. I don't know exactly yeah, which rounds I had for him. Yeah, 29 28, I yeah. think. But oh, sorry. I thought you meant I, for your prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I mean, also when I watched the fight. So, um, yeah, very honest of Bastive, I think. But, uh, yeah. I mean, for Gorder, it sucks, man. That's three losses now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's tough. Uh, look at these comments. Jamie says the situation is weird. Guess uh, Bosworth's Archuleta. That's a good fight too. That would be a fun fight. But I'm with Marcel. I think when you're at that point in your career where like you can get a title shot, you can ask for one. And, I mean, and he clearly can't because he's 17 and one. You guys really good. He should have asked for it. He, he beat the guy who everybody like 90% of the people thought was going to be bantamweight champion. And, and, and I thought that had Magomedov had he won this fight, he'd fight Pettis. I thought he would have won that fight. You know? What yeah, I mean? me like, too. I, I thought that was a very good matchup think, for him, right? Yeah. I honestly think these two. Are should, could have been for a title, you know what I mean. This this is a title worthy matchup, you know. But you have Pettis there, who is absolutely a great fighter. But I, listen, man, Pettis Magomedov, Pettis Stutz. I favor both Stutz and Magomedov over Pettis, man. To be honest, but hey, that's me. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, let me get these comments. Barry gets his 15 wins or two. They're all gladiator challenge guys, man. He's like, if people can get Belgium can get Pitbull dropped to 135 and bring in Horiguchi. Yeah, I mean, I think that right, even without those guys, I think it'd be a good solid yeah. tournament. But if you bring in Horiguchi back to Bellator, a former champion, very respectful guy who dropped his belt knowing he was injured. I mean, I don't remember any time someone's ever did that. Cain Velasquez, I want to say, sat out for like three years with his belt. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, that guy, he's a respectful guy, but I'd like to see him back in Bellator. And then, obviously, Pitbull, you know, he looked really small against AJ McKee. He looked really small in that fight. Having said that, AJ's probably more of a lightweight than a featherweight, so... Mm -hmm. I still feel like he's going to fight him at lightweight next for the other belt. That's what I think is going to happen. But I would love to see Pitbull at 135 because I think at this point, you know, he's kind of like Aldo. Like he's the best. He's amazing. He's a legend, a Hall of Famer. 
and he's did so much, but he can even drop down and, and do some more damage. You know what I mean? It's crazy, right? He's like, yeah, the, he's like the, the Ultra version of Aldo. <laughs> Did you, by the way, saw that interview with uh, with Mike Heck with uh, Brent Primus before his his last fight, and uh, he was asking like Brent Primus, who do you want? Who do you think I want to win, McKee or uh, or Pitbull? And he's like, yeah, I, I hope McKee. I, I, he's very good, this and that. And then Mike Heck is like, yeah, if McKee said if he wins, he wants to uh, challenge Pitbull for the lightweight title. And then Premier said, what do you say? He wants to challenge him for the lightweight title. He said, fuck McKee, I want Pitbull to win now. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. That's funny. Yeah. All those solid comp. I'm actually thinking it actually is. It's just the first time it's ever brought, like, came into my mind, but I feel like it kind of is in a way. Bellator did sign Enrique Marzola. That is a good sign. I did see that. That guy, I don't, again, another guy that I don't know why the UFC cut. Like, he's decent. He's I know not why great, they cut but he's it. decent. Why contract yeah. speed or what? We, no, because I think he's boring, but he's good. Well, he, a lot of his fight, I think the Yaya fight was pretty boring, if I wanted, yeah. right? But he's good. He's not, he, be, right? he beats, yeah, he beats many yeah. guys worse than No, he's not bad. So. He should, he, like, yeah. he, another guy, Brandon Davis, he won on the weekend too. He's, he wants another shot. He really should get another shot. He has the win over Randy Costa and uh, some other guys, right? So, He's, he's not bad. He, he should probably be back in the UFC, too. Um, just a couple other fights in the prelims, and we'll talk about PFL after. Pam Sorensen defeats uh, Roberto Samad, split decision. Jeffrey Gloucester defeats uh, Sebastian Rees, and John McNeil defeats Alana Mendoza. Any thoughts on these fights at all? I haven't even seen them, to be really honest. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So one thing I'd say is Pam Sorensen had like a lot of hype coming in here, I guess. I mean, hype. She's 35 years old, but featherweight division is very, very weak in women's MMA. She is a former Invicta champion. So, I mean, you know, she's got a win over Montano. She's got a win over Jessica Rose Clark, Caitlin Young. I mean, she has some decent wins on her resume. I would assume – would she be next, do you think? She's going to be next for Cyborg? No, probably Singano, man. Singano, yes, that's right. Um, I heard Julia Budd's a free agent. I don't know if you heard Yeah, I heard that. it as well. Yeah. Yeah, so they, I guess they released Julia Budd. Um, they could resign her. I don't think they will. Her last fight was – she should not have won that fight. Against Diana Silva, she definitely lost that fight. Somehow won a split decision. She's on the decline. She's at age thirty-eight years old. She she was good, I mean, but that that cyborg fight I think really hurt her. Marcel. She took so much damage in that fight. If the UFC wants to keep that horrible one forty-five division team going and the women's uh, yeah. sign her and make her fight Nunez, you know, you if could, you want. Well, you could do that, but I mean, you could also do like Norma Dumont. You could do Felicia Spencer, like. Those girls need opponents. There's not many good featherweights. She is technically coming off of the I don't of understand it, man. That when when did they introduce that weight class? There is still no ranking about it. There is still no division at all. There are some loose fighters on there who fight now and then, and sometimes they make 135 because they can't fight a fight at 145. That just doesn't make sense, man. At 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 the Adam Weight division, you at least have something. You know, but but the UFC probably is, is uh, how do you say that? Is afraid that a lot of 115, uh, 115 uh, top top girls going to 105, and then it will, uh, do, do you say that kind of decrease to 115 division and that kind of stuff? It's like, listen, let's be really honest. Before I get all those uh, uh, feminists after me, but I'm really honest oh. here. Nobody nobody wants to see that 145 division in the women's in the UFC. And that's no disrespect to those girls. I really like them. You know, you got to do what you got to do, but nobody really wants to see that, man. It's just not competitive. There is no division at all. I mean, I'm with you. Marcel, I, you're, not, you're not wrong. And I think most people agree with you. The only good thing about that division is like it just gives basically an extra belt to put on pay-per-views. It's more like a UFC promotional tool, if anything. It's not really a real division. Anyways, uh, I think that's enough about Bellator. Let's move on to PFL now, PFL 7. So, yeah, I'm not going to say I didn't 
see this coming, I guess. Like, we did both pick Rory, but I, I thought it'd be a competitive fight. I didn't expect a white belt, though, by Ray Cooper 3. He won 3-27, all the cards. Complete white belt, Marcel. I, I thought it'd be a close fight, man. I really didn't, and I thought Rory edged out. I was wrong about this one, man. Uh, Ray Cooper 3 is legit. I've always thought that the guy's very good, but Rory, I, you know, lost 3 or 4 now. It should have beat T-Bell, fair enough. But, he, it, you know, he has been losing to the top guys. Let's keep that in mind, guys. Lost to Ray Cooper is very good. T-Bell, he shouldn't have lost the fight. Douglas Lee was very good. Musasi's good. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's losing the scrubs. But at the same time, Marcel, I still think back to that John Fitch fight where he said, like, I didn't want to hurt the guy. He's like, I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't feel like hurting him. Like, you can't have that mentality in the sport. You know, like, this is a sport where you have to go in there and hurt people to to, get, to to do your job. And if you can't think like that. And since that fight, he hasn't finished any. Well, he finished Lillander, but he just took him down right away. He didn't want to punch him or anything. I don't know, man. I'm not sure. Th- Give me your thoughts on Rory. I mean, he's a legend in Canada. He's, he's, I love the guy, but he's just not the same guy anymore, man. What do you think? I, I, I mean, Ray Cooper out-wrestled him, and I didn't expect that. You know what I mean? So I know. Like, that was actually, in my opinion, the way Rory could win this fight, you know? And <laughs> I Ray Cooper, Yeah, Ray Cooper actually yeah. defeated him the way I expected Rory to win the fight. So it's like... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And to, to be honest, what to think about Rory McDonald, man. I think he's a great he's a great fighter, but he, he he can't find that that switch anymore for some reason. I don't know. But yeah, that that Ray, we gotta respect Ray Cooper, man. It's the third time in a row he's in the finals. You know, he lost the first yeah. time against Magomed Kirimov the last time he won, but. Magomed Karimov wasn't in the finals back then because he was ill or whatever, and now right. he's fighting Magomed Karimov again. So <laughs> it's it's gonna be a fun fun f- final, man. I'm really looking forward to that one. But for Rory, yeah, I, I don't know. L- listen, man, it looks really bad on his record as well now because he lost to Tebow last time. But that's a fight he absolutely won. So <laughs> it's yeah. just uh. you know what's crazy. So I'm looking at Ray Cooper's record. He has four upset wins on Bellator, two or excuse me, not Bellator, PFL. Two upset wins, uh, or sorry, three upset wins. One over Jake Shields, and then two this season against McDonald and Alex Sackin. He was an underdog in both those fights. So this guy is really not getting enough respect, I think, in general. Now, against McDonald, I definitely see why he was the underdog. But against Alex Sackin, he was a like a pretty – I'm looking at the odds now, like plus 180 odds on that last fight. That's, that's bizarre. So – he, he's good, but he's had some hiccups too. I still remember that fight with John Howard that was really bizarre. We got KO by the aid, like uh, basically the corpse of John Howard. So I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. How good is Ray Cooper? Is he a top 15 guy in the world, do you think? Or is he below mm. that? Like, I really don't know like how good he is. Like, I think he's really good, but I'm not sure. Uh, I think he's he is a good fighter who has very, uh, how do you say, a top fighter moments in his yes. life. Yes. High I, ceiling. I yeah. Exactly. But a low floor too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Magomed, Magomed Karimov, and we'll talk about him now. Um, you know, he's I, – I don't know if the odds are out yet, but I would imagine he's going to be favored because he did beat Ray Cooper. He beat Saturday BC in the other uh, semifinal. They fought two years ago, obviously, Marcel uh, – sorry, three years ago in the first season um, in the uh, finals. They were supposed mm-hmm. to fight, it, I think, again in the second season, I want to say, and Magomed Karimov got sick or something, like – He'd had a bad weight cut or something happened. Like yeah, he, he fought twice. The same man got sick. He couldn't fight. And then John, and then Cooper, I think maybe took his spot. I can't, I can't remember exactly what happened, but they, I think they were supposed to fight again. So they're going to fight again now. I think Magomed oh, Karimov will be they, favored, but go ahead. He fought Chris Curtis. Uh, yes. At the, how do you say that? He was, he, he fought Chris Curtis at the regular season. And then after that, he fought him as well in the quarterfinals. That right. was it. And instead of Magomed Karimov. 
So do you think Magomed, Magomed Kirov wins against Ray Cooper? Like, do you think he'll be favored, I should say? Not wins, but favored against Ray Cooper? Yeah, both. Yeah. Yeah. Wins yeah, I think and so favored. Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I got to think about the fight more, but I think I think he's good. But Magomed, Magomed Kirov is really good. Jamie says he's had his eyes on the rematch ever since the roster got announced. Yeah, you know, I think I still think that I thought Rory would probably make it to the finals. I did think so, but... Uh, I'm not surprised this is the, the finals because these guys are both awesome. Uh, with this Bell to 135, Grand Prix be their second one in recent memory. They did one at 145, 170, 80, and heavyweight or light, and light heavyweight. 205, right? yeah. 205. But they haven't, yeah. 205, so they have, heavyweight, 205 heavyweight and 145. Yeah, and, and, and 172. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they haven't done 135. They also talked about a women's 125, I want to say, a little while ago. Mm -hmm. I, Scott Coker likes his tournaments. I mean, they're okay, but I like one night tournaments. Kind of, they're really interesting. They don't do them in PFL anymore, but they were kind of cool a few years ago. I think they were pretty cool. I like the tournaments. Don't get me wrong, but because they're so spread out, you know, COVID could happen, and then the tournaments are three years, two or three years long. That's the problem, right? Curtis mm -hmm. lost to Magno and Cooper the same night. Chris, you know what's crazy about Chris Curtis? He's still fighting, and you know, I I, I do cover regional MMA for Spectation Sports, and. He, I keep seeing his name out there because he keeps fighting, man. Like, he just won against uh, – he's on a five-point win streak. He just beat Kenny Robertson recently. So, And he beat Jerome Hatch, the guy he just covered, and also Kyle Stewart, who just won his fight. So Chris Cooper is a guy that got completely screwed by the UFC, I think. Curtis. Uh, completely screwed. He had an amazing win on the Contender Series. Dana White said, you're too old. It's fuck off. Are you kidding me? The guy's he was only 30 years old at the time. And why did they bring him on the show if they weren't going to give him a contract? And he got an amazing knockout. Remember, it was like a spinning hook kick. Remember that one? So I don't know what oh, you man. thought, but I thought that was one of the stupidest moves they made on characters. It, it, was, it was actually the best performance of the night as well. It was, it was unreal that they didn't bring him in. Unbelievable. Just because he's too old. That's just, yeah. that's garbage. You know, again, I understand he's lost, you know, he lost twice to Magda Makarov and to Ray Cooper, but. A lot of they, guys they, will lose to those guys. He's actually seven and three since leaving, and those are the only two guys he's lost to. What are you say? They, they pretty much say like you're too old, so they actually want the other guy to win. That's, what that's, they that's want. yeah, pretty much. That's 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 a terrible reason not to sign someone. Like, yeah. you know, if this was a real if this is a real company, Marcel, like I'm pretty sure you could go to like like a lawyer and be like, hey, that's like discrimination based on age. I don't yeah. know, man. Anyways, it's, it's a private company. All right, let's go to the lightweight division. Roush Manfield both called this one, Marcel against Clay Collard. We both said he was going to win the fight now. Some controversy because a lot of people thought Collard won. To me, it's just one of those close fights that honestly could have gone either way. So I'm not surprised, I guess. What do you think, man? I think Collard won. But, uh, yeah, um, we both picked Manfield, I think. Um, yep. Yeah. What else can you say? It was a close fight. And uh, it, su it sucks for Collard, man. It really sucks. But, um, yeah, maybe he can be an alternate. Whatever. In yeah, the, you never know. The... So maybe someone gets yeah. one of these guys the... get hurt. You never know. By the way, did, did you know that the final was in October, man? I didn't. Yeah, I did. Know. I did. I noticed that recently because I was looking ahead for the schedule because they usually did it in December, December on New yeah. Year's, right? They moved it up this year. I'm not sure if that's permanent, just because of the COVID. They switch things around. I'm not sure, but who knows? But I did notice that too. So it's in October, so they have what two months of training. That's okay. Um, the other uh, lightweight semifinal, Luke or Loic Radzibov defeats Alexander Martinez. Uh, there was the rematch, and he obviously showed that the first fight kind of, I don't know if it was a fluke per se, but it obviously wasn't, I, I think, you know, Loic's the better fighter. I think he proved that, right? Would you say? Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, the first fight was close, and this fight wasn't. Um, go to the, go to the. oh, yeah, sorry, I was going to ask. Uh, Manfield Radzibov, 
Now, who do you think will be favored? I'm guessing Radzibov because Manfield's been an underdog in all the fights. So I think Radzibov will be favored, but I would not count on Manfield for this fight. I think he can win this fight. What do you think? Not sure. It's close, man. It's, it's yeah. honestly close. Yeah. It is close. And I actually think this guy's a really good story. Like, um, one of the Brazilian elders, I can't remember which one, did a story with him. And he talked about how, like, before he came to PFL, he's, he's been working in an office at night, cleaning offices at night. Like, that's his job, right? So a million dollars, I mean, for anyone, including myself and you, it would be amazing. But, you know, for a guy like this who's obviously training his ass off and then having to work a second job like a lot of fighters are, which is just still blows our mind. The, the, the best fighters in the world just work second jobs a lot of times. It's nuts. Um, the guy, I think, would be a great story if he won, but I don't know if he'll win. It's going to be a close fight, I think. Uh, and it's five rounds, too, right? So that makes it interesting. Um, let's go to the other the prelims. Gleason Tebow got another opponent. There was a switch up at the last minute. And honestly, PFL did such a bad job of announcing this. Like, the uh, the announcement came at like the last second, basically. On, on I want to say it was on Friday when people started noticing, hey, he's not, or on Thursday during the weigh ins. It wasn't like even before that. So, Anyways, Glacey Tebow defeats Michael Terrell. I mean, I don't think there's any surprise. Michael Terrell's not that good, and Glacey Tebow's still a strong dude. So he'll be in the next tournament, I would imagine, Marcel. Yeah, I think so, too. Got to be honest, man, the prelims, I haven't been able to no, watch. No, that's fine. Yet. We're just gonna, well, you know what? That's fair. I, I, only, I only saw the finishes. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll just go through them really quick. Let me get this comment. Tebow was plus 215 to finish, who has 100% finish rate and losses. Hammer it. Nice job, man. Jamie, Manfield's decisions have all been splits. I think um, they've been really close. Actually, no, this was unanimous, actually, but uh, a lot of people thought it should have been, obviously, the other way. But, yeah, he's involved in some super close fights. It's the Luderbach fight, uh, Marcel's favorite true. fighter, Joelton Luderbach. <laughs> or yeah. what's, what's his actual what – was, what was his other name? Santos. Santos, yeah, they changed his name. Um, just the other uh, prelims here, OAM defeats Daryl Horcher. I mean, no surprise there. Daryl Horcher's really – I've never thought he was that good, honestly. Um, and then going, and he also missed weight. Brett Cooper knocked out Tyler Hill. That was a good matchup for Brett Cooper, who's a who's a pretty good. Like I said, I think he's an underrated fighter. I think he always has been. I like Brett Cooper, um, and he's at one seventy now, which is cool. Uh, Magomed Umalatov defeats uh, Leandro Silva, the former UFC fighter, via decision. Marcel, um, guy, I think he took it on short notice, if I'm not mistaken. And then Michael yeah. Lombardo. Oh, this was nice. This was nice. Nasty calf kicks. This was nice. Now. The fight should have been stopped as soon as this dude screamed. The fight was over. He turned. And the referee let him mm -hmm. kick him again. He's like, ah! That was brutal. That. Those are some yeah. nasty kicks. Yeah, so if you guys haven't seen that one, go back and look at that finish. And if I'm not mistaken, Michael Lombardo, I want to say Dana White called him really boring on Contender yeah. Series. <laughs> right? He's like, oh, yeah. you're boring. We're not going to bring you in, right? He actually he actually fought twice in Contender Series. Fought man. twice. He fought Kyle Dawkins and, and he fought Corey, Corey Coupe. Okay. Yeah, Corey. Yeah, that guy who was really not that good, but he had twelve. He had twelve minutes and fifty-seven seconds of ground control time in that in top control. That's insane. Like, I want to say the guy's backsliding, but he proved that he's not a boring fighter with this performance, man. And and again, Dana White basing a guy just off one fight. I mean, that's contender series. He's an audition. I get it, but clearly this guy, I, he was pissed when he didn't get signed. Remember Marcel? He was really pissed about it. Mm -hmm. But you know, Dana White's like, "Oh, we're looking for finishers again." If you're looking for finishers, why are you bringing in wrestlers? Then you know what I mean? Like, it's just like they're. they're it's two different things. Um, I'll get your question one sec, Jose. Uh, the last fight was Elvin uh, Espinosa against Hopeton Stewart. Defeats him via submission in the first round. Um, I want to say, who was the favorite in that fight? Elvin, I believe, was. Yeah, he was. All right, let's get this comment. That's it for PFL. Um, let's, yeah, let's talk about some fights. Jose's asking, or yeah, let's talk, let's talk about some fights, Jose. We got some time. Let's, let's go to Marcel's page. Marcel's Instagram. 
we'll talk about a few different fights. Uh, let me see. Okay, we got like seven, about seven or eight fights to talk about. So that's cool. Talk about it for a couple minutes. Let's pull it up here. Here we go. So this has to be the dumbest rematch. And you're like, why are they doing this? <laughs> I, when Cole said this to me today, he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, why? We all saw the first fight happen, what, a couple months ago? Yeah. Mason Jones is on his way to, like, probably a performance of the night bonus. He was absolutely destroying Alan Patrick. I can't remember. I think it was an eye poke, right? He took the easy way out. Yeah. 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 Now, to be fair to the guy, he said he had, like, a serious eye problem after he could not see. So I'll give him the benefit of the night. But even still, that fight was not going to go any differently. Mason Jones is destroying. Give me your thoughts. Unless Mason Jones specifically asked for this fight again. It doesn't make sense unless he asks for this one again, you know, to make it right. right. But still, he destroyed Patrick in that fight, man. Even before, before it could have been even stopped at a certain moment, and it didn't. And then he 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 uh, they, they, they stopped the fight with Ipog, and Patrick didn't want to go for any more further. You can question it, you know. I did question it. I don't. I don't like to. I always like to give the party the benefit of the doubt, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. It doesn't really look like. You know, let's keep it. Let's keep him. Give him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, yeah, this is a fight we didn't have to see again, to be really honest. Yeah, the fight took place in June fifth, and Mason Jones closes a minus three hundred favorite. So he'll be a much bigger favorite here, guys. He's going to probably be like, I don't, I don't know. I think he could be like up to ten to one in this fight. Honestly, I cap him about a minus a thousand favorite. Like, how does Patrick win this fight? Other than what someone said in the comments, if Jones gets injured or, or dis- disqualified, maybe. I can't see him losing this fight, man. This is a you know, I don't like giving my picks before, guys, but we've already did this fight two months ago and nothing's changed. That's my exact reaction. There you go. Now we need Fuli Pineda too. Yeah, I mean, that was interesting. That, like that one, yeah, I don't think we can see that either, actually. All right. Um, Zuberto Kugov and Ricardo Ramos. What do you think of this one, man? Yeah, it's also uh, that fight was supposed to take place earlier this year or late last year, but yep. to go pulled out on Ramos from Algio. Um, yeah, I like the fight, man. It's a good fight. It's on the Abu Dhabi card where almost every guy from Khabib is on the card. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a good fight, I think. Uh, both guys fought against Lerone Murphy. Ramos mm-hmm. uh, lost pretty convincingly, and Tugov got a draw. Mm-hmm. I still think Tugov should have won the fight, but okay, it was a draw, and I don't mind it for Murphy. I think Murphy's a great prospect, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fun matchup, I think, man. I'm really looking forward to this one. I think both guys are really fun to watch all the time, so uh, it should be a good one, I guess. Yeah, look at it. Tugov's record, I and mean, he hasn't fought – Tugov, excuse me, um, his record. He hasn't fought in a while, right? been a year now. Um, he's had a lot of, like, breaks in between. Obviously, he got suspended after the uh, – <laughs> The, the UFC, what, 228 or 229 with Connor and Khabib. Now, four of his seven fights have gone to split decision in the UFC. That's that's not good. You know what I mean? That's not good. So you want a guy that's a little bit being guys more convincingly. He's definitely solid. He could win this fight. I thought Ramos looked really good, though, against Algeo. So this would be an interesting one. It's going to be a close he, fight. He, he, he screwed himself against Dawudu, man. I think he had two yeah. rounds in the back, and the third round he didn't do anything. And yeah, he he, yeah, he just took it for granted. He had the, both the rounds in the bag, and two of the judges thought otherwise. Um, yeah. All right, so here's the fight you alluded to earlier. Matt Salisbury taking on Martin Sano. So Martin Sano is a former Bellator fighter. He's also a Nick Diaz Academy product. He's good friends with Nick. As part, of, I'm assuming as part of the deal to bring in sure. Nick back to the UFC, he's like, you're going to put – uh, this guy on the card. You're also going to put Nick Maximov. He's also on the card. Who's he fighting again? Nick Maximov. Who's he fighting? Carl Roberson. Carl Roberson. Yeah, that's a, that's actually that's a tough fight. Now, mm-hmm. this fight looks like a tough fight too. I mean, Matt. So I know he's coming off a loss to Chaos Williams, but 
gets Jason Witt, punched him right in the face, knocked him out in 16 seconds or something. I, I mean, this guy hasn't fought in four years, Mark. So I, I would imagine, even though Semmelsberger lost his last fight, he will be pretty heavily favored. Although I just caution everyone, like, at least, let's do the tape starting on this guy. Let's just make sure he's he doesn't have anything we're, we're hiding. Because you look at his record, it's, it's nothing special. And he hasn't fought in forever. He's coming off three uh, fights where he didn't win, right? So yeah. it's just bizarre. I've never seen a guy come in the UFC with this kind of – are they are they missing a fight on topology? That's the only thing I'm thinking. Oh, of. Did, did he have a so. fight recently that we don't know about? Is that what happened, maybe? I don't think so, man. But I'm not sure. Yeah. So we got four four two one record. He hasn't fought since 2017, yeah. Marcel. You don't like the matchup at all, huh? It's almost like Chris Avila, man, with Nate Diaz. Oh. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, listen. Samuelsberger also showed in his UFC performances his debut against um, the guy's name again from Alaska. Um, um, oh, I gotta check again. It's uh, Carlton minus, yeah, Carlton minus, yeah. He, he was very good in that fight. Then he knocked out Jason Witt, and the Chaos William fight was a really good fight, man. Chaos, uh, the deservingly won, but it was a good fight. And now they're giving him Sano or Sano, I don't know, even know how to say. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. He has one good win on his records against Jeff Neal on this mm -hmm. years ago, and it's a submission win over Jeff Neal, yeah. Um, so. I don't know, man. It's just kind of weird to me, man, that they pass up so many fighters, you know, and then they sign somebody who is friends with the other guy because they have the right con connection and co contacts. And you have guys on the contender series who are like 18 and 0 or 17 and 2 and that kind of stuff. Just weird to me, you know. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, I just like don't like that, you know. Like Michael Lombardo. <laughs> I, I, and, and you don't give Kai Kamaka a new, a renewed contract, you know? You yeah, we should talk about that too. I want to talk about that in a second. And Jose, I'm gonna, we're going to get to it next. Uh, he wants to talk about the um, Aspinall fight. It's just on the list. It's on the list here. Anyways, yeah, we're the next fight here. Um, this is this fight. Was, we'll talk about this one tomorrow. Tomorrow. And this one, I don't. I can't remember if we did talk about this one. Or not. I can't remember, but yeah, we, yeah. Last week, last week we, we talked a little bit about it. That that would make the most sense. Yeah. Okay. So, oh yeah, that's right. So, anyways, I like the fight. I, I love this fight. Yeah, it's me too. It's, yeah, it's a fun fight, right? It's a fun. And it's a, it, I mean, it's also a good. It's also a deserved opportunity, in my opinion, for D. Rod. You know. Yeah. To, no, to, he's been putting in work and like looking great. I, I think the guy yeah. is. I think he's good, but uh, the odds came out. And I think Kevin Lee is the favorite. Let me double check that. I'm pretty sure he is, though. Kevin Lee's minus 145 right now. So he is the favorite based on the wrestling, I would assume. But, you know, D-Rod's yeah. got some good grappling too, man. He's not a bomb on the ground, guys. He really is good on the ground, and he's got great striking. So interesting fight, man. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Right. I, I don't really have a pick yet. It's next. Adam, what, when do you think uh, Daniel Rodriguez was born without looking in this info? Uh, 1986. Yeah, good, good guess. <laughs> the last time he was fighting, I jumped, <laughs> jumped to my fiance. I'm like, just in case he forgets what year he's born, you can just look down on his chest. <laughs> and also, you can forget, you'll remember where he's born too. He's from LA. No, I'm a big fan of the guy. I think he's, I think he's awesome. He's, he's good. one of those yeah, guys, like man. He's been in jail many times. He's talked about this. He's been in a lot of fights in jail. The dude is tough as hell. Trains with Joe Schilling and those guys. Alex Hernandez is the Leo Santos. Another mm -hmm. good fight. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. Leo Santos is 41 now, I want to say. Yeah, 41 years old. But against Dwight, or um, against, uh, uh, what's his name, the last fight? Ugh. Uh, 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 yeah, Why am I Grant Dawson. Name? Grant Dawson, sorry. Yeah, I just couldn't get, uh, get his name off the top of my head. He looked good in that fight, man. It was a close fight. He got KO with one second left there on, but it was a super, super close fight. This guy is not a scrub, even though he's 41. And Hernandez is very inconsistent, so not sure what you're thinking, Marcel, but I honestly don't know. What do you think? 
Listen, man, Hernandez sometimes fights well and sometimes not. And I still think, man, I, I said it to you from the beginning, that Darius knockout, I still think it's a fluke, man. And uh, it doesn't, no disrespect to Hernandez, but I really feel that way. Uh, Santos, it's such a tough fight because, like you said, Hernandez very inconsistent. Leo Santos, very solid fighter, but 41 already. So <laughs> I still remember to beat know. Kevin Lee. That was a big surprise back in, it was like five years ago now. Um, crazy here's the fight that jose's been waiting for sorry jose. <laughs> here we go buddy no way man martinez is out damn it well i was i definitely liked uh trevin jones in that fight although i like martinez too he's a really good prospect i i did i actually did the tape study before um earlier this afternoon on man martinez i remember i i only saw the fight contender series i was watching the fury fc fight sky could punch man but that was a tough thing trevin jones you get screwed again apparently another opponent changed wow right mind me stay in the card anyways this fight's good. I, when I saw this one, I also like this one. Tom Aspel against Sergey Pavlovich. I, Jose, I, I'm pretty sure you ask us all the time. Like every week, you ask us about both these guys, and now they're fighting each other. So, I, I mean, listen, I understand some some people don't like prospect prospect matches, but I like the fight, Marcel. It's a fun fight. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's a very fun fight. I think um, it's it's pretty much. Listen, I, Pavlov, it's weird for me to call Pavlovich a prospect, but I still think he is in the UFC. There's a fight between two prospects, in my opinion. Uh, one guy from England, one guy from Russia. Uh, Aspinall has looked phenomenal so far in the UFC, I think. Uh, but this is, in my opinion, a real tough test, this one, man. This is a young, still also a young guy. Uh, has looked good besides his debut against Overeem. He has looked solid in the UFC as well. Yep. So this is a, For me, this is a close fight, man. I'm, I'm not... Many people are like the Espinal will be heavy favorite. I don't know, man. If you want yeah. to be heavy favorite, I, I don't think you completely count Sergey. First off, it's a heavyweight fight, so there's more variance in heavyweight. And second off, he's still young too. Like you said, he's only he's 29. Aspinall's 28. They're both they're both good prospects, but I, I'm higher in Aspinall for sure. But uh, I don't you think you got count on Pavlovich. But what I like about Aspinall is he also has that ground game. When he submitted Orlovsky, I was like, damn. I mean, this guy could beat you on the ground and staying. That is good. Last one here, Jonathan Martinez gets Marcelo Rojo. I like this fight. Uh, Pitbull, Rojo, and the Dragon. It's a fun one, Marcel. This is another fun one at Bantamweight. Uh, I don't know who's going to – I honestly don't even know who would be favored here because Martinez gets destroyed by uh, Davey Grant, and then Rojo had a, a really good fight against Jordan against gets KO'd in the last couple seconds. I don't know who's I, – I, I guess Martinez would be favored, but I think Rojo can win this fight. Any thoughts on this one before we move on? Yeah, uh... Difficult, man. I really like Rojo, man. He's a very fun fighter, I think. And Martinez, man, I still also think he's a very good fighter as well, man. But his last fight against, uh, was it against Davy Grant? Um, it was against Davy Grant, right? Yeah, Davy Grant. Uh, and he, okay, yeah. he dropped Davy Grant in the first round. And the second mm -hmm. round, Davy Grant knocked him out some brutal, I want to say it was like a it was like a weird combination that from like south from the other stance it was really crazy and just really finished the guy i think the guy's cardio looked like a little suspect but he's still a good fighter though marcel so i don't know They're, he's still young right anyways um yeah. i want to answer jose's question sorry jose i just saw this he said uh thoughts on gone being a minus 130 favorite what does it mean so basically what that means is uh gone is slightly favored to win the fight um i'm i think that's like what 53 percent or something like that so he's like slightly favored over francis and gano um it, it's that's a super close fight too i mean obviously francis can punch him and knock him out but gone is the better overall fighter probably so it's an interesting fight i'm looking forward to talking about that with you and i'm looking forward to tomorrow too marcel i think it's going to be um, a fun fight to a uh, fun card to, to break down actually 
Um, I know there's not a lot of like huge names on this card, guys, but I do think it's a, a pretty fun fight. I'm reading the news right now. My boy uh, Nolan Kane broke the news, and yes, Manny Martinez is off the card. So that sucks because again, I actually did I I did watch the the uh, footage of him today. He has some fights on Fight Pass. The guy can punch, man. He's a really big. Punch. You you like him, Mar Marcelo Manny Martinez? Yeah, for sure. That was my pick for fight of the night, man. Yeah, so that sucks. I know. That was, that was, I I'm a, I'm such a big fan of Trevor Jones. This is like the fourth or fifth opponent change he's had now. I, maybe they can find someone. I don't know. They might not be able to find someone on such short notice. You'd, you'd hope that there's someone in Vegas that wants to jump at that opportunity, right, Marcel, on short notice? You'd mm -hmm. hope there's someone there. but So they do have, what, six days to get someone in there or five days or whatever? It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Um, but hopefully they don't test positive for Coke like that guy, uh, Juan Camilo Ronderos. He filled it yeah. up. Remember, one twenty four hour notice and – yeah, he's just better for cocaine. That's pretty funny. All right, um, let's do some news, and we'll get out of here probably a little bit earlier today. But we'll get some news quickly. Um, all right, now let me pull this up here. I'll pull up BJ Penn. Did some articles today. You guys will be interested in. So this is pretty fucked. And you want to talk about this earlier? Kaikamaka three got uh, cut, mm -hmm. and also Justin James got cut. Okay. Did you, did you see this? Justin James got cut. No, I didn't. I didn't know about Justin James. No, he got cut on his birthday. His birthday, he got cut, which is just wow. evil. It's just evil. I mean, why would you do yeah. that? Like, it doesn't make sense because he had the fight on June twenty sixth. Why would you wait until August tenth on the guy's thirty second birthday to tell him he's cut? Like, why would you, why if you're unless you're just a, a jerk, you know? And I'm, I guess the UFC didn't know or Sean Shelby or whatever, but you see with Eric Nixon, he's pissed. Obviously, mm -hmm. basically his point was, if you look at Justin Gaines, he went one and four. Obviously, you lose four straight. You're not getting another shot. I, I get why he got cut. But again, my, my point is, why wait two months to cut him on his birthday when you could have cut him in June after the fight? Now, you look at what he said, uh, Eric Nixon. He said this guy's fought four of his fights, Marcel, weren't short notice. Kaika Maka, three of the four fights were on short notice, went one, two, and one got cut. Just because you're doing the company a favor doesn't mean they'll cut for full circle when it comes to renegotiation. I mean, obviously, Eric's pissed. He's the head coach. I'm assuming he probably is their manager or something. Maybe I don't know if he's their manager, but he's he obviously helps get them fights. This is I, I think I'm not saying they're coach. Give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on this. We both the cut. He's, he's a coach. Yeah. yeah. Listen, let's start with Kamaka. Complete bullshit. You know, uh, first fight he fought against. What uh, was the fight of the night? Uh, was that was the first fight of the card? I forgot. Tony Kelly name. last year at uh, yeah, Tony UFC Kelly, yeah. 52. Miosis yeah. and Cormier. It was a great fight. Yeah. I mean, if you get on a pay-per-view card, you get the fight of the night as the first prelim. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, second fight, he lost to Jonathan Pierce, which was a short notice fight. Then he fought um, with the guy again, uh, TJ Brown, which was a short notice fight. Um, he lost, but in my opinion, he won the fight. Then he fought against uh, Danny Chavez, which was a short notice fight. He got a draw, and then he got cut. How does it make sense? Um, yeah. So I was really upset about that. People are saying like, yeah, he never finishes fights. He's boring. I was like, listen, guys, if you look only at results, then you can say he's boring. But if you actually watch his fights, you can't say he's boring. Yeah. You know? So that's just bullshit. Yeah. Um, and Eric's point is the short notice too. Like you took three of the yeah. four fights on short notice and still got cut. So give me your thoughts on Justin James. Yeah, Justin James. Listen, man. I'm not surprised by the cut, you know, but if you look at what Eric, I'm going to retweet it, by the way. Fights yeah. Camacho on two days notice. Oh, no, you should you just retweet my article at DJ. We'll get me some more clicks. You should do that for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, just, where... yeah, there you go, baby. There you go. Uh, we got it at BJ. So I think it got posted at 355. We'll get your readers to read okay. my stuff. That'd be perfect. Thanks, Marcel. 
Um, okay, I will retweet that. Perfect, thanks. Yeah, it basically says he got caught on his birthday, which is what happened, which is just, again, it just seems evil because why wait until the guy's birthday? Why? Like, what's the benefit, Marcel? Tell me. What's the benefit? I don't know. Maybe show um, uh, what, what they I, can do to you, whatever. I want to say this, too. I don't want to – I can't say much because I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I did hear that there was something that was going to come out about Sean Shelby, and I don't – did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? No, but I really, I really want to know now. <laughs> There's something about uh, both certain fighters why they got signed, including Daniel Wolf. I don't, I don't know when this is going to break, but I was, I was tipped off that the story might be coming out soon. So I'm, I'm actually interested because I don't really know what's what they're going to say, but very interesting. Um, they got this card from from right, still boring. Sorry, guys. Talking about Kamaka. I mean, he's not the most exciting guy, but he's not. I don't think he's super boring. I will say though, the last fight, I don't. I think it was a bad look to 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 basically get that point taken. They didn't like it, so. By the way, um, about uh, how do you say that? Do you all don't you always see uh, about the fights being made that the women fights are always quicker announced for newer cards than the men fights? And you know the women fights are done by McMainer. McMainer does also two other divisions, I think. But the Shelby divisions are always very slow for some reason, you know. And I know a lot of fighters are telling me like, "I'm waiting for fight," but he, there is nothing. He doesn't come with up with anything. My manager has called many times, but I don't get anything. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't know. And I also hear from I'm gonna I'm not gonna say any name from certain fighters that that they really like Maynard, but they don't like Shelby. So yeah, I don't know. No, fair enough. All right, let's get back to we get to a question. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just got tipped off about it. I'm not sure. Probably one of the bigger websites I'd imagine, or maybe. Bloody hell. I don't know. I'm honestly not sure. We'll have to wait and see, Jose. I, I wish I had more information. I'm not trying to hide anything from you guys. I wouldn't. I'd love to tell you guys if I knew more. All I heard is that there was supposed to be some story coming out in the next week or so. So we'll see what happens. Justin Taffin, Michael Johnson, still with UFC. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I imagine they are, but they could have been cut. I like Taffin, though. He's an exciting guy. Jamie, I did see the Steve Ray thing. My my buddy Cole Sheldon actually wrote the story. So what happened with Stevie Ray? Um, I can pull it up here, actually. We'll read the story. So he actually followed me on Twitter today. He's making a comeback. Um, he's a good fighter, man. He actually had some really good fights in the UFC. He actually won mm -hmm. his last fight against Michael Johnson and then got released because, according to him, look at this, the shady tactics the UFC. Did you read the story, Marcel? Did you see this one? No, I haven't. Okay, so That's <laughs> no, okay. No worries. So, Cole, Stevie messaged us at BJ and said, hey, guys, I want to I talk to you guys because, uh, you know, I want to tell my story. Uh, so, Cole's like, all right, we'll, we'll do the interview. And, Basically, what he said was, it was when the UFC decided to release me, it was a weird situation. I won in Singapore against Michael Johnson. I signed a new four-fight deal. I got matched up with Mark D. Casey. Unfortunately, I have to pull for the first time in career due to a knee injury. I had the same injury against Johnson, but it's much worse. My manager at the time, Ali Abdel Aziz, called me and said, Stevie, how do you feel about signing with another promotion if I can get you more money? I told him it depends on how much more money. Obviously, I want to stay in the UFC, but if it's a lot of money, that changes things. I thought it was strange, a uh, strange phone call from Ali as I just re-signed with the UFC and won the biggest fight in my career. He basically then just said, the UFC knows they have an knee injury. They want to get rid of you. I'd heard they want to get rid of you before the Johnson fight. They wanted me to lose so they could cut me, which is why they gave me that fight. Of course, I managed to win. And after I won, I they didn't want to reassign me right away. It was starting to get expensive. I made 40 and 40 against Johnson, plus 10K, three bucks, so almost 100K a fight. That's pretty good money, man. Great money. After some time, I got the new contract. Then later on, I got another phone call by Ali. He said, look, we have to sign somewhere else. We're not going to waste a choice. Plan was to say I was a free agent, look at other options. But I thought the UFC will say you're cutting me because of the knee problems. I was devastated. Before they released me, they wanted me to get my knee checked out. I went and did that, and I got a heads up that they never expected to get me a clearance. So that was an easy way to get rid of me. I see the doctor including the fight. 
we used to go by and I get to go uh, fire on my, fire against Mike Davis. I then got told to send them my visa details, which was strange and shady as Ali and the UFC both knew I didn't have a visa because I had legal issues when I was younger. So it takes me a while to get a visa. I had to turn the fight down. After that, I was released from the UFC. I went, I was very depressed. I said, fuck it, I'm done with this. I was coming back off the biggest win of my career and that's how I ended with the UFC. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about this. This is just, it's really, really shitty. I mean, the guy's not a bad fighter. He really wasn't, Marcel. He was decent. He had some good mm-hmm. fights. I want to look at his record. Um, by the way, so Cole also talked to him. And he, he's talking to Bellator and, and Brave CF right now, Steve Ray. So he's going to make a comeback. He's only 31, which is crazy. Yeah. All right. Mar- Marcin Bandel, he beat Leandro Mafra, Mikhail Labu. Not Those aren't, aren't great, but Ross, Ross Pearson, he beat Joe Lozon, Michael Johnson. I mean, those are good wins. Seven and four record in the UFC, guys. I mean, sorry. Yeah, seven and four, seven and four. So that's not bad, Marcel. And again, beat Michael Johnson and then got released because of the knee injury. Any thoughts on this, Marcel? What can you say? Are we really surprised with how the UFC handled these kind of things? I'm not anymore, you know. And uh, I mean, it just annoys me all the time when you see how they go, how they how they handle certain fighters, you know. Um, and so some fighters can't do anything wrong with them, you know. Some fighters just get uh, just get it hard from the UFC all the time, making a. The UFC just favors certain people, and certain people they really don't care. They, they, it's just a number to them. You know what I mean? It's just the how do you, how did a disposable body or something? How did they sure, say that's that? That's fair. Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, you're right. Um, and then the last thing he says here was, Ali told me to message Sean Shelby. Sam, thankful for the opportunity. Look, I am thankful for the opportunity. As much as I am frustrated and upset, I'm over it now. At the same time, I was depressed. I cried several times because of the end of my career in the UFC, and it felt like I was forced out. There's nothing I could do. I do hope we can mend fans and talk about because I would love to jump with a chance to fight for them again, but unfortunately, I don't think that will happen. So very unfortunate, very sad story, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, how can anyone read that and not feel bad for this guy? I mean, that's just terrible. You know what I mean? Why did Ali let the UFC do the Steve Ray? I'm not sure, uh, Jose. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that we just don't know about, and there's probably a lot more to this story as well. So, And your other question, McMahon in charge of all the women's division. Is he Marcel, or is it split between the two? I think it's just McMaynard, the women's division. Is it Mick, it Mick is. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, let's go to uh, – I mean, there's a few other things, like nothing crazy. Obviously, Connor's been going like crazy lately on Twitter. I don't know if you saw he had this whole Q&A thing, which was kind of cool, but he thinks he's going to get a title shot. That's not happening, I don't think. This is ridiculous. Scott Coker says AJ McKee's the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but the guy's good. He's very good, but not, you can't say that, I don't think. Um Luke wants to be the backup. What do you think of that? He wants to be the backup for the uh, Usman Covington. You think that's a good idea, or, or what do you think? I don't think Edwards likes that, but uh, if Edwards <laughs> doesn't want to be, I don't uh, think Edwards does. I think he wants to fight. I don't think he wants to be a backup. Yeah. So you know, I think yeah. Luke so no can do Luke. Yeah. yeah, Luke is no problem getting in shape and, and staying ready. And again, you know, he makes a very interesting matchup against anyone in that division because he's so uh, well-rounded, right? Like he yeah, could beat you on the ground. And and when we did break down that fight last week, you know, we were talking about Kiesa's grappling, but. You know, Luke is also a good grappler, and he had the striking advantage. Looking back, it was it wasn't my, my the best pick I ever made. Uh, that's the last thing I want to talk about. Tito Ortiz, he was talking about 195 pounds, so he's cutting to 195. He hasn't weighed that la- that uh, that much or la- less, I guess, since uh, 1995 or something. Like it's been like, yeah. so 25 years. Like I-, I don't think he's going to make weight. What do you think? Same. 
same. But why does it have to be a 195, man? Anderson walks around at 220 or 225. So, I mean, yeah. I don't really understand why it's 195. <laughs> well, he agreed to it. He shouldn't have agreed to it if he didn't. I know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Yeah, for sure. He shouldn't have agreed to it. He says he wants me down to 195. He fought, he fought two, uh, 205 six times in his career. He wants me down to 195 because it shows he's afraid of my power. People don't realize I'm a pretty decent puncher. I've gotten better over the last six years. I've gotten really good over the last three, four, four years. Now, I know a lot of people think this fight's a joke, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm good. I'm going to watch this fight, Marcel, just because I think Anderson is going to put on a show. I, I think he's going to just light him up. <laughs> I think Anderson is going to destroy Tito. What do you think? Yeah, if I wouldn't watch it, I'd probably read it on Cole Shelton's Twitter page. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah you, you know, listen, man. I like Silva, and I don't care what people think, but I always like Ortiz as well. So I really want to. I'm looking forward to this fight, man. Now, uh, thing... I look at. I, I would have preferred this in MMA ten years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so the thing about yeah. Tito is, I actually have a ton of respect for him as a fighter. I think yeah, he is like a legend, and I think he gets a really bad rep, rap because of his political views and stuff. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And by the way, I just see Ramazan Kermagamayos fighting William Macario UAE Warriors. So he was cut from the UFC. That's too bad. Um, he was released. So that's too bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Tio. He's been around forever, guys. He's, he literally fought at, what, UFC 8, 10 or something? I want to I say. Let's, let's pull it up. The guy's been around forever. You know, all his fights have come in UFC or Bellator or his last fight, last couple of fights were in different promotions. But I mean, the guy, look at this, Marcel. Started in 97 and... You know, for 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 yeah, fifteen that, that, years, that, was fighting the best guys in the world. That's pretty. The, the last the last guy he fought, Alberto <laughs> Del Rio. This was a joke. Like, yeah. That, that that's that's the guy who got uh, knocked out by Krokop and Pride with that uh, with that uh, wrestling mask on. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. I remember, of course. Uh, Dos yeah. Caros <laughs> uh, Junior or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's it for today's show, guys. Marcel, plug your stuff. Let's get out of here, man. Um, Big Marcel 24 Twitter, Instagram, and of course, uh, MMADNA.nl Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. There you go. Okay. Uh, for me, Twitter at MMADNA Martin, podcast, MMADNA.com, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. You guys can find the podcast. Uh, we'll have the podcast tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll be breaking down the cast load and can your card. Looking forward to talking about those fights with you, Marcel. Hopefully, no more fights get scratched tonight. What else? Uh, this later this week, I'll have uh, my breakdown DFS and my bets at Elite Fantasy Elite Sports Betting. MAOzbreaker.com is going to have the opening odds for UFC, Bellator, and PFL. And I'm trying to think where else. BJPan.com, MyMainNews.com. So pretty busy week as usual, Marcel. But that's that's the way I like it, man. Have a great day, guys. We'll be back tomorrow.